Kim. Now, every week on the show, we love to talk to people who are rising stars and living legends and those who are just making a difference in the world. And on today's show, I want to welcome singer-songwriter and producer S.G. Lewis. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh my God, absolutely no problem at all. It's an absolute joy. Um, We will get into your second studio album in just a second and we will talk about your upcoming Dublin gig. But before we get to that, here on 2FM, every single year we do a thing called the 2FM Rising List where we get artists from all around the country and put them on this list and we like to promote them. But we have people every single week that send in their tracks of the weeks to all of the shows and stuff. So I suppose it's always very interesting for our listeners to hear how successful artists got to where they were so that's what I want to know from you today like how did you get because you were a singer songwriter DJ producer you were massively in demand and everybody knows that there's a hard graph behind that yeah I mean like um I've definitely been really uh fortunate with kind of the support and opportunities along the way um but I kind of I was at university I was studying sound engineering so like I was kind of surrounded by a lot of music and a lot of um, people that wanted to, you know, be involved in music. But um, I started DJing at a club um, in Liverpool called Chibuku, and um, I was a resident DJ there. And then I was making music in my spare time. So then um, at the time, SoundCloud was kind of a massive thing. So I started uploading songs onto SoundCloud and they started getting picked up by like YouTube channels and stuff. And then I signed well, there was an A&R who found my music. And so I signed to a record label called PMR Records. Um, wow, it must have been like 2014, I think. So yeah. 2014 to me never seems like it's that long ago until you go, I know, oh my yeah. God, it's 2023. Wait a second. I, I literally just had the same thing in my head. I was like, oh my God, it's nearly a decade ago. I was like, I must be getting old. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just kind of have been putting out... A, a sort of steady stream of music and then also working on other people's music along the way because um, that's all part of what I do. Yeah, I've just kind of been trying to um, keep my foot on the gas as much as possible. Yeah, I feel like with everything in life, consistency is key and not taking no for an answer and just finding yes. a new avenue the whole time of going, okay, well, you mightn't like this, but somebody will. Yeah, exactly. And also just, you know, um, I guess just constantly trying to get better and keep learning i think that um you know a lot of people sort of come out the gate with with music and they're like you know they're excited about what they've made which is great you know that's a that's the feeling that kind of keeps you going but then you also have to have the the kind of self-critical element and be like okay well it's good but it's not that good so how can i make it better and, and that's still like part of my process you know is that instead of being like cool like I've worked with these people and this has happened I'm kind of going okay well how do I make it as good as something like Max Martin's made or like or Jack Antonoff so it's just kind of continuing to like be self-critical and keep learning I think it's hard because I mean while you like can be really excited about having one good track you need to make sure that you've got 10 more in the bank and then (laughs) yeah you know I think that um that comes from just um, staying in a, a positive state of, of flow and then just um, trying not to, I know it's hard, but try not to put that pressure on yourself. So, you know, kind of um, focusing on being creative and um, being in the studio a lot and just kind of um, not trying to think about your last 
records instead just staying inspired by what what is ahead of you sometimes it's hard though because when your records are really good that's all you want to listen to <laughs> it's hard to move forward <laughs> i mean it's uh you know I, it's funny i've always sort of struggled to i like i don't listen to my own music a lot i mean when when i'm in the process of making it maybe but then afterwards it's sort of um if my song comes on at a party i'll kind of um go and <laughs> smoke a cigarette or something <laughs> I can imagine it like I mean I hate the sound of my own voice and it's mad yeah. because that's my job <laughs> so I'm, mad. I'm very thankful that other people like it but if I hear myself coming on sometimes I'm like Bleh! like yeah, that yeah. Up. I don't want to hear that absolutely yeah it's the same thing really but um it's uh you know like like you say I'm just glad that other people like it um, so talk me about your new album. Um, I love the name of it for a start. Thank you. Uh, it's very, very cool. Audio Lust and Higher Love. Like that mm-hmm. just sounds like so much fun. And the the vibe of it, I mean, I was really lucky to get an early listen to it during the week before it was out. But what I like about it is it's, I can imagine myself in a dance tent at a festival and just really loving every second of it. It's quite poppy. It's very futuristic. Mm-hmm. There's elements of mm-hmm. dance in there. I don't know what's going to come next. And, and that's what I enjoy about it. So talk cool. to me about that. Yeah, I can see you smiling. So I'm delighted that you like my critique of it. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. I mean, like, that's kind of, um, that's a very lovely thing to say about it because I think that the last album was kind of more just strictly 4-4 dance, whereas this kind of... Um, this has a wider sort of range of influences and, um, you know, it's kind of more song focused than the last album. So I definitely, you know, the idea that you don't know what's coming next is, is really cool. So I'm really pleased about that. But, um, but yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm just excited to be playing it in those environments, but, um, but yeah, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> no problem at all. Um, that's the thing about music, though, when you're creating it. Like, do you ever create it with the sense of, okay, this is going to be perfect for a club. This is going to be great for radio. Or are you just making what you know and love? You kind of just make what you know and love and what you're feeling. You know, I think trying to kind of control the outcome too much is sometimes you can end up kind of making decisions that aren't, true to your your, the creativity of it you're kind of being like oh maybe this would work here i tend to find anytime i've tried to um kind of uh, make a contrived move and try and force something it never quite um works you know i think that people have quite a strong sense of um genuine intention uh even subconsciously in music so i feel like People have got to believe it, I think. So then it has to come from a genuine place. When you're producing music for other people, I know that you say that you're constantly listening and critiquing yourself as you're going and going, okay, that's good, but it could be better. Um, are you as hard on other people as you are on yourself? <laughs> I, I must admit I'm a bit of a music snob. <laughs> but not, not in a sense that, you know, I love pop music, but like I really, I don't like everything and like I, but I like what I like but um but I, think I think it's okay that- to not like everything though I think sometimes we get really hung up on what we should and shouldn't like I remember when I started in radio years ago I used to be really embarrassed because I loved pop music so much and then I was like well it's called pop music for a reason because it's popular yeah. like why am I embarrassed yeah. about not being cool about my music taste I like what I like yeah I think that we kind of grew up in an era where 
pop music was like a sort of almost like a derogatory term for music. It was like, um, you know, it was like belittling of the artist to say that they were a pop artist because the implication was if you're a pop artist that you're not doing it yourself, that there's a team of like of yeah. writers and choreo. And it's like, you know, I think that the 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 kind of lid has been lifted on what it means to kind of do that and that a lot of pop artists are incredible writers and and artists that are executing a vision on a massive scale which is a really difficult thing to do it's not an easy thing to do so like i think that people have slightly more respect for pop artists now well thank god for that (laughs) 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 but even you um you know you're saying that you know you're slightly a snob with certain types of music that you like it I'm assuming that it just means then that you're only creating content and creating music and new tracks for other people and yourself that you would like to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, you know, sometimes you reflect upon your own output and I'm like, okay, would, would I enjoy that? Or would my friends enjoy that? And that's, you know, that's a really like, that's a pretty good kind of intention to have as well. Like um, I always think about um, guy from disclosure when I was like starting out told me that you know he was only ever making tunes that he wanted to play his friends <laughs> I thought that was quite a uh, quite a sweet and like almost innocent approach you know there was no like oh we want to like create the best radio track ever he just wanted to impress his friends <laughs> and to be uh, fair that worked out I think he definitely <laughs> impressed some friends of his <laughs> Um, I think it's a nice way to be though as well. And also, well, I know in my circles, my friends and family are the most critical people around me being like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I love well, my, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, same with my schoolmates, you know, they they definitely, um, they're the first ones to kind of keep me grounded when they yeah. do. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, Sam, tell me, you are playing in the Three Olympia here in Dublin very, very soon, this coming March. Uh, mm-hmm. Cannot wait for that gig and people can get tickets awesome. right now, ticketmaster.ie. Um, it's going to be great. As I said, the album, um, and it's out now, like it is that type of thing that I see myself in a tent, but also the Olympia, Three Olympia is a great venue for that. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see you then. Awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to come to, um, over to Ireland and to get to, to play the music live and, uh, you know. Well, I'm telling you, you do not know what to expect when you're coming to Dublin because Irish crowds are the yeah. best. I'm not, I'm not just being biased because I am Irish, but we are pretty phenomenal. <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely, uh, I, they're definitely uh, sort of world famous for their energy. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited to get over there. SG Lewis, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great speech.